Hey, one of the great blessings, one of the greatest blessings you can have in life, I think, that doesn't come that often, but it really helps you to progress faster than normal, achieve greater results, that makes a lot of things you do just seem easier. And that is when you have this thing we call momentum. And when you have it, life is so much more enjoyable. You just make great progress uh, in those seasons. And maybe you've experienced, if you think about it, you've probably touched it somewhere, t- somewhere along in your lifetime. Maybe uh, you've just had unusual success. Maybe you're in a sports team that just kept on winning. Maybe at work, you know, just, it just started happening for you. And it just, while oh, you're thinking, man, I'm, I'm, this is great. And there's momentum there. Or, or maybe it, it could be with your finances. It could be any area. When you touch momentum, it's a tremendous thing. And you could call it divine acceleration. So when God puts the accelerator, God puts his foot on the accelerator of your life, of your church, or maybe in your work or wherever it might be, when when God puts his foot on the accelerator, that's what I'm talking about. It's almost like you get supercharged. You know, you just begin to move Wow, just things start to happen at a, a far greater rate. I call it divine acceleration. And, you know, with momentum, what happens is God can do in a short time what has previously taken years. And I want you to start to expect that in your life. You know, and I'll give you some examples of that in a few moments. Um, you go further and accomplish more with less effort. Who's ready for that? Man, I, I can do with that right now. Seriously, go further with less effort. And God in His grace is doing that. And as when you get into divine acceleration momentum, you get left astounded. You know, leave me astounded. We love singing that. You know what's happening now, what I'm finding right now? I'm finding that many times, most weeks, things are starting to happen. I'm starting to hear things and I'm going, I'm left astounded. Like, my God, you are incredible. And so we've been saying this, a prophetic word, leave me astounded. But it's not just a prophetic word for me. I'm starting to experience it on a regular basis. And your relationship and your love for God, just, it just expands, it grows, and increases. A definition of acceleration is speeding up, hastening, increased momentum. Let me put it this way. Divine acceleration is a supernatural ability of God applied to your life to your ministry, to your circumstances, to bring his plans to pass at a much faster rate than is humanly impossible. It's almost like whatever you're doing, and you can, you can do so much, then God says, okay, now let me add my acceleration. Let me add my spirit onto what you are doing, and things are going to happen faster, and you're going to accomplish more with less effort because suddenly God has put his foot on the accelerator of your life. And things begin to move forward at a much greater rate. He removes obstacles, get ready for that, and he commands progress. This is a day for mountains to be moved, obstacles to be removed, and God to, to, to push you forward into progress that previously may have been a lot more difficult. Think about it. With God in our lives, it lifts us to another realm compared to those who don't have God in their lives. It lifts you to another stratosphere, if you like. And if God is with us, then surely we just got to do better 
Go further, accomplish more, be more successful than even in our own ability we are capable of doing. Because when you and God get together, wow, anything is possible. God comes on the scene and He does amazing things in our lives. So I want us to look at when to expect divine acceleration. When to expect the supernatural ability of God to be applied to your life, all right? So here's the first one. Come with me to 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm going to look at Elijah for a moment. 1 Kings 19, 4-8 says, But he himself, when a day's journey into the wilderness, came and sat down under the broom tree. He prayed that he might die. That's because Jezebel's chasing him to take his life. <clears throat> he said, It's enough now, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, I wonder what a broom tree looks like. Like a broom, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. I should look it up one day. Suddenly an angel, I guarantee someone's looking it up right now. Suddenly an angel touched me and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked and, by, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back to the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he rose and ate and drank and he went in the strength of that food 40 days... And 40 nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Here's the background. Elijah has just defeated the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. His experience is incredible, powerful victory. Fire comes down from heaven, and it's almost like the nation turns to God. It's like a, a revival has taken place. Great high point in his life. Straight away, Jezebel threatens his life. She chases him. She says, I'm not putting up with this. So Elijah runs in fear, and he's in such despair defeat, discouragement, he wants to end his life. And notice what happens when one of God's servants hits a low point in his life. You see divine acceleration, which is a supernatural ability of God applied to his life. What Elijah could not do. He's too far down, he's too low, he's too defeated. He can't get out of this. If you're in that place today, Expect this is the moment of divine acceleration where God will lift you up and give you a victory and bring you out of despair, which you could never do in your own ability and in your own strength. You are positioned for divine acceleration. And so what happens here with, uh, with Elijah, of course, is this angel turns up. That's the divine acceleration. That's the divine intervention of God. Now, an angel may not turn up for you. I mean, hey, if I turn up, I guess then an angel's come. But, you know, some would, some would debate that, I think. But uh, they might say it looks like a fallen angel to me. But anyway, but an angel turns up. And as a result, you know, and he gives, provides him with food and drink. This is supernatural provision. This is divine acceleration. And uh, he travels 40 days and 40 nights nonstop. Now, who, who reckons that's divine acceleration? Who reckons that's momentum? See, that's what can happen when God intervenes in a person's life. When God's hand touches you or touches me, things can accelerate, things can happen that leave us astounded, leave us amazed. So the enemy sought to defeat Elijah, and he will try and do the same to you. It's just his job. It's in his PD, how he can wreck your life. And... Um, and try and mess up with you. And it's at that, those times we've got to exercise faith for God to do the impossible in our lives. Remember David at Ziglag. He's lost everything. The city's burnt. 
wives and children are taken and his own men are standing there uh, wanting to stone him. And here's the key. In that moment, and if, that, if you're in that position, David cries out to God. And you know, sometimes we forget in those moments of despair to cry out to God. And we know he encouraged, he strengthened himself in the Lord. But not only that, there came a divine acceleration. The hand of God came on David's situation. He pursued the enemy, defeated them all, got back everything that was stolen, and there were great spoils of victory. He didn't just get back what was taken. He got back more than what was taken. And that's what happens when God intervenes in our lives, when the, when the Holy Spirit comes and helps us. So at, at, the, at the lowest point in David's life, there was a divine acceleration took place. You know, one of the aspects of this new era we've talked about is we've said the Lord of mighty breakthroughs. I'm talking about mighty breakthroughs. I mean, breakthroughs that are extraordinary, that are unusual. That does take divine acceleration. Things that have troubled you for years and decades, I believe it's time for God to defeat those things and you to experience uh, victory over what has troubled you, bothered you for 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 years, maybe more. It doesn't matter. Time is nothing to God. It's time to see those. I'm going after this one. I'm, you, you, my wife will tell you, I'm, I'm going after things that have dogged for years. And I'm saying, enough. <laughs> Come on, God, it's time. I want your supernatural ability applied to this situation and to give a mighty breakthrough. I received this testimony just not, uh, a few days ago. This guy says, before conference, I got incredibly ill. Headaches, stomach pains, dizziness, complete exhaustion. That's what most of us had at the end of conference. But anyway, he had this before conference. And um, he said, plus the stresses of work, his family, his marriage, he felt depressed, hopeless, in a black hole. He said, my marriage was hanging by a thread. My life was a mess. I told God, I'm done. Finish, God. I just, I just can't go on. However, someone had bought him a registration to conference, so he felt guilty. And so he thought, I'd better go along. And so he attended, despite being sick, he attended. Then he says, and I quote, he said, I went. He said, Pastor Tark spoke two words that changed my whole attitude. Fight tired. When all hope is gone, fight tired. This is him saying this. When your marriage is straining, fight tired. When you have nothing left in you, fight tired. When you want to quit, fight tired. I said, okay, God, I'm going to attend every session. I'll fight tired. Now, he remained sick, very sick throughout the whole conference. But he said in every session, God spoke to me. And God did something in my life. And he said, God used conference to clean me up. If I hadn't attended conference, if I hadn't heard fight tired... I wouldn't have been cleaned up, and I wouldn't feel, listen, like I do now, a new creation in Christ Jesus. There's a great lesson in that. that sometimes when you want something from God, you have to go after it with zeal, with passion, even weariness. You've got to fight for it. Because we are in a battle, aren't we, church? You know, it just doesn't all fall out of the sky. And so that was at the lowest point in his life, there was divine acceleration. And next time, another time to expect divine acceleration is when the enemy has stolen from you. John 10, verse 10. 
But the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan, we know, is the master thief. Don't you hate him? Don't you hate him? He's stolen from all of us. He's stolen from you. He's stolen from me. But if Satan is the master thief, 1,000 times more, Jesus is the master restorer. He can restore what the enemy has stolen. may not come back in the same form, but he can restore. When I got saved, God gave me a wonderful verse. It's found in Joel 2 and verse 25, because my life was, was a bit of, bit of a shambles, a bit of a mess. And in Joel 2, 25, this wonderful verse, I remember giving my testimony on it not long, long after I was saved. It says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. I will restore to you the years that the enemy has stolen. It was a wonderful promise of God. Some of mine was from the consequences of sin, that God would restore a lot that had been stolen from me. So in Israel, where the story's taken from, year after year, the crops were destroyed. In their case, of course, because of sin. But then God gives them a promise. And he says, I'm going to make up for all that's been stolen from you. And I'm going to give you a bountiful and abundant harvest. Divine acceleration and momentum. They would get back more than they had actually lost. Did you get that? What have you lost? What's been taken? You're going to get more. You're going to get back more than what has actually been robbed from you. And in some way, it's going to come back to you. And so if the enemy has ravaged your life, your finances, your health, your family, if he's stolen from you, I'm saying to you, believe now for divine acceleration, for the supernatural ability of God to be applied to your life that's going to do things and accomplish things that you probably never even thought was possible. What the enemy has stolen, God is now wanting to restore back into your life, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's, if your enemy stolen from you, that's the time to go after divine acceleration. See, David recovered all, as I said, but not just recovered. He got much, much more than he had lost. There were great spoils of victory. In my own life, God said he would, you know, restore that which the enemy had stolen. And over, over the years, I've been a Christian. God's done exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what I'd ask or think or even imagine. He wants to do the same for you because you are the apple of his eye. You're so special to God. He loves you so, so much. He loves you as much as He loves me. He loves us all the same. And God wants to do great things for you and in your life. You plus God is a winning team. You plus God is a winning team. Is that right? You are a winning team. Yeah, you can say, I am a winning team. Because you are. You and God. Hey, if God's with you, you, you can't be on a loop. You, you can't be on a losing team. I mean, that's just obvious, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit like this. You're on your own, and you can accomplish so much. And then God, the creator of the universe, the one who put everything into place, the galaxy into place, the one who's all-powerful, all, all, all unlimited, this God comes alongside you, and he says, um, <clears throat> mind if I help? What are you going to say? Say, yeah, come on, God, give me a hand. And what's going to happen when God gives you a hand? 
Friends, if you can get into this dimension of understanding this, it's not what you can do. It's what you and God can do. In your life, you know, sometimes when we look at ourselves, we think, oh, well, I'm not much. I can't do this, that, and I'm blah, blah, blah. And, and we minimize ourselves. But it's not a matter of what can you do. If you can really begin to get that faith dimension in your life where it's a matter now of what you and God can do, I'm telling you, you're going to strike divine acceleration and you're going to think, see things happen that will just thrill you and amaze you and astound you. See, I can offer to help you. You may be saying, life, I'm struggling away. Tark, can you help? And I might say, probably not. But hey, I might say, yeah, I'll give you a hand. But that's not going to do a hang of a lot. Not going to do a lot. But when God says he can help you, so what's the key to this? You've got to yoke yourself to God. You've got to take his yoke in your life and say, okay, God, in full surrender, and say, okay, God, me and you, work us together for God, and let's see what can happen. People will marvel at you. I met a man just last week, 38 years old, and uh, he told me that with the hand of God on him, and divine acceleration in the last three years, three years, he said he has made so much money, multiplied millions and millions of dollars, that he said basically he could do something now and at age 38 retire and live on a huge salary for the rest of his life. What's that, friends? His finances have come under divine acceleration. See, it's not what he could do. It's just that God suddenly put his hand on that situation, on his finances, and done the amazing. And as I listened to that story, I was left astounded, and I'm sure he is astounded as well. Friends, we need to start believing more and more for this God factor to come into our circumstances and come into our situations. All right, here's a third time you can experience divine acceleration or expect it, and that is when you've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> Anyone know anything about this one? Waiting a long time. So our verse for this is Psalm 40, and verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. I often say to my nephew, my, not my nephew, my grandson, Zach, he's wanting this, this, and I'm wanting him to wait. And I say, Zach, what's the word? And I say, just wait for it. I said, what's the word? And he says, patience. <laughs> patience. I've trained him in that. doesn't mean he does it, but he's working out. You gotta, I mean, it's been said that waiting is one of the highest disciplines of, the, of, the, of life and of the, walk, of the Christian walk. It's, it's just so hard to wait. We expect everything quickly. And um, how good are you at waiting, by the way? You, how many of you are really, really number one in waiting? Yeah, there's a few liars putting their hands up. Because <laughs> we are the instant generation. Is, are we not? We, we just got to have it now. We can't wait. Instant food. Instant coffee. Instant photos. Instant sex. Why are you all laughing? I mean, that's the generation where no one can wait for anything. Uh, let's get a bit deeper here. Instant purchases. Just put it on the card. Don't have to wait till you can afford it. You just grab it or hire purchase. You can now get instant licenses. You've seen that on TV, haven't you? 
just buy a truck license. Just pay enough money and it's, got, it's instant, you know, and inst you can get instant degrees. I could actually buy a doctorate and you'd all have to call me Dr. Tartbana. <laughs> Who reckons I should buy one of those? Who will buy me one? Can someone go and buy me one? The one you can't buy is I can't buy Sir, you know, Sir Tartbana. <laughs> it's not going to happen, is it? They actually offered it to me, but me and Richie had a chat. We just both didn't feel comfortable that Sir would be right for us, so he's collected this other thing, but I turned that down as well. So we can't wait to start school when we're younger, then we can't wait to finish school. You can't wait to get a job, earn some money, then you can't wait to stop working. <laughs> then you can't wait to get married, and then you can't wait to not be, I mean, sorry. <laughs> So the world has gone instant, right? Is that true? We've got a problem, though, because God hasn't. No, God hasn't gone instant. And we still have to wait. And a lot of life requires the discipline of waiting. And if we're not good at waiting, guess what's going to happen? We're going to mess up in life. Because we move in the flesh instead of waiting for God. And we make a shambles. Abraham, he was guilty of that, didn't he? Couldn't, couldn't wait. Hagar, Ishmael, what a mess he's made for all of us. You've got to be able to wait. Joseph spent years waiting in prison. Some of us was in prison. David was on the run many years. What about Moses, 40 years in the desert? He used to think that God was going to use him in a significant way. He felt a call to deliver the nation. But after 40 years, he's now 80. Maybe he had given up. I don't know. It doesn't say. But maybe he had. So he's waited a long time. But then what happens? Divine acceleration. The moment comes, the burning bush experience that he has that results in this amazing momentum in God's call on the life of Moses. See, it was now Moses' time. And for you, many of you, it's now your time. I know for sure it's now my time. It's a time where divine acceleration is coming upon my life it's coming upon this church, but also God wants it to come upon you. I want to encourage you to believe for us and a momentum in your life and a momentum in the call of God upon your life as well. See, Jesus fulfilled all the will of God in three years. He struck divine acceleration and unstoppable momentum. And in three years, he blitzed it and fulfilled all the will of God. You know, I've waited 20 to 30 years for some promises that God gave me. Some of them back in the 90s, some back in the 80s. Promises, tremendous promises God gave. I know that I know that I know they were God. But after years have gone by, sometimes two decades, three decades, to be honest with some of it, I'd given up. I just thought, well, it's just not going to happen. But then last year, divine acceleration. God stepped in and said, okay, Tart, now is the time. And so we've seen so many things happen, the fulfillment of these prophecies. But it came after waiting a very long time. And God steps in and, well, away you go. All right, one last time to expect divine acceleration. And that is when a nation is in a dark time. One of the most important areas in which we need to see 
unstoppable momentum, the intervention of God, is in seeing our nation reached with the gospel and seeing the great commission fulfilled. You know, in history and in scripture, generally awakenings came, revivals came, we shared this a while ago, when the nation was in great darkness. Before the Wales revival, they were in great darkness. Before the awakening, great awakening America, the nation was in great darkness. And over and over again in history, when, it, when, it's almost, when everything was at its lowest ebb, that's, it seems like that was the time when God stepped in. And you know, New Zealand and many other nations right now in a time of great darkness. You know, the Bible, Isaiah talks about gross darkness covering the earth you know, and, and over the peoples. And that's when God's light begins to arise and shine. And so we need a spiritual awakening now to come in our nation, a divine acceleration that sends shockwaves of the Spirit across this nation and the nations of the world, bringing a measure or bringing a revival into our land. Friends, the only way this is going to happen is if the hand of God comes on our nations, comes on our churches, that we can try with all the human effort we like to see a revival, to win lost people, but it's going to take the intervention of God. It's going to take divine acceleration. It's going to take God coming on the scene of our lives, of our churches, of our nation to transform it and turn it back to God. But the good news is, is that God has done it before hundreds, if not thousands of times, and he is going to do it again. And there will come a divine acceleration and we'll see an outbreak of the spirit of God in this nation that will leave us astounded. We will marvel. But one of the things that we got to do, if we want to see this happen, is we do have to pray. Prayer is the thing that unlocks the heavens and releases the Spirit of God to do amazing things. In Wales, talking about divine acceleration, 100,000 people were saved in five months. Wow! Wouldn't you like to see that happen? 100,000. I should have worked out how many that is per day. So five months? No, I can't work it out that quickly. I'm not that smart. All right. That revival then swept into England, and in England, two million were saved. You know, imagine if suddenly in our nation a million people come to Christ. I'd like to see two to three million, quite frankly. I'd like more than 50% of the number. Well, actually, I'd like the whole nation to be saved. That would be even better. But divine acceleration. You see, when God intervenes, this is what can happen. And in uh, that American uh, revival, the city of Atlantic City, population of 60,000 they say 59,950 plus got saved out of 60,000. Only less than 50 people were not saved. Wow. God, do it again. God, do it again. Do it in our time. Do it in our nation. Hey, do it in Henderson, someone said. Well, do it wherever. Do it right across our, our land. You know, so this was unstoppable momentum that took place when God turn up on the scene. And uh, divine acceleration can also bring rapid transformation of society. So in the Welsh revival, for a time, all crime disappeared. Imagine headlines of West Auckland, you know, no crime in West Auckland, New Zealand's most peaceful city or most peaceful part of our nation. Thank you for getting so excited. <laughs> but just imagine that. Well, this actually happened. Happened back in well. So there was for for a time there was no crime, no rapes, no robberies, 
No murders. No burglaries. Get rid of your burglar alarm. Drunkenness was halved. Judges had no cases to try. And police had nothing to do. That's what can happen when God turns up. That's when that happens when there's divine acceleration and a momentum that brings tremendous transformation into a circumstance or into a situation or even into a city. So what we need now, friends, you and I, we all need, is God to apprehend us with a passion for this nation. But like Helen, she's got such a passion, such a burning desire for this nation that you, you just tap her on the head and nation comes out. You know, she just, just loves it. And, and, you know, God wants all of us to, to grab, because when you get that passion, then you don't have to be told to pray. <laughs> you can't help but pray, because it's just in your heart. And so we need God to apprehend us with that, with a, a passion for the lost, and to step out and reach people with the love of Jesus. Now, this happened in the early church, Acts 5 and verse 14. Believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes both men and women. So multitudes getting saved, added to the church. That's divine acceleration. We know that the early church turned the world upside down. Why? Because God was working with them. And that's what we need. We just need God working with us. And we can see these wonderful things take place as well. It's time to see lots of people saved everywhere. People saved in homes People saved on the streets, people saved in workplaces, people saved in schools and in universities. It's time to see that happening on a regular basis. It's time to see, you know, in all our services across, across the nation that we have, you know, it's starting to see in every service, five people saved, 10 people saved, 20 saved in every, 50 saved in every service. Maybe the day comes when there's 100 people saved in every service. I think the best, I can't remember now, but I think the best we've ever done in a single service is Mind you, with Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames, we probably had a couple of hundred in one service then, or maybe even more. But apart from that, maybe 30, 30 35, somewhere like that would be about the, the maximum that we've got to. It's time for God to give a divine acceleration in those who are being saved, but not only saved, but added to the church. We want to see them become a part of churches all across the nation. So as I wrap it up, you know, we can all do our part. That's what it all comes back to, doesn't it? Each of us doing our part. We can all share Christ, go on mission. We can all pray. We can all give to the greatest cause on the planet. Reaching this lost world for Jesus. There is no greater purpose to live for. No greater purpose. That's, that's the top of the tree. And you get a heart to join God in reaching his world. Wow, that's when life begins to really make sense. We can go, we can pray, we can give every dollar that we possibly can. And as you do that, you will not regret it. So don't forget, fill in those faith promise forms once you've seen them and have prayed about it. Get those filled in. Don't wait it till, right till the end. And take, take your giving to, to another level as well. It's time, as the musicians would please come and join me. It's time for you. This is my message. This is my prayer. It's time for you to experience divine acceleration. What is that? That's the ability of God applied to your life, to your circumstances, to your health, to your finances, to your ministry, to whatever area you can think about. You know, I think for so long we're just depending on our own strength and our own ability. 
even with your health, whatever it might be. And I'm trying to shift us as a church away from what can I do to what can I do with God beside me, in me, helping me, leading me, guiding me. What can happen when there's that acceleration that comes into our circumstances and God removes obstacles. He gives breakthroughs and he commands progress. When that happens, you move to a whole new dimension of life. And I think that's what God wants to do. I believe he's lifted Church Unlimited to another dimension. You know, where it's just not our human effort and our trying hard and working hard. That's all a part of it. But he's lifted us to another dimension where, where God has come alongside us. And then when you see things happen that are beyond natural ability, you see acceleration, you see momentum, you see things happening at a greater pace than ever before. You see things happening that you couldn't do previously with all your effort and all your... What's happened? We've shifted dimensions. Sort of from a more earthly dimension, just gone up another level to a, a dimension where there's a greater measure of God at work for us. And friends, God wants that for you now too. He wants to lift your life to another dimension. Yeah, you've tried hard, you've prayed, you've fasted, you've You've done everything you can and you've got so far. But you know there's a whole lot more that God wants to do. It's the real presence of God here right now. And feel it. We're now moving out of natural ability. Human effort into the supernatural ability of God, starting to be applied to our lives. Things that have troubled you for years, with God's help, you can beat that thing. With God's help in your situation, your home, your circumstances, your work, your finances, with God coming alongside you, you can expect results now that you've never seen before because you're shifting dimensions. From one level of glory to another level of glory. One level of the Spirit at work to another level of Spirit at work. And when you find, when you get into that next level, it's like you come into an acceleration, you come into a momentum that just keeps on going. Just keeps on going. You don't have to be pushing it all the time. That'll wear you out. And I think we come into the fulfillment of that scripture, Zechariah 4 verse 6. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. When you touch that, truly touch it, anything is possible. And I think as Church Unlimited, to a very small measure, because, hey, God is so big, we're starting to touch that dimension. And by the spirit, God's starting to do some wonderful things. And the beauty of all at the end of the day, friends, is this. When he does it, we know that all our effort couldn't do it. So when, we ha when it does happen, we know it's God. And I know you and I together, we'll be careful. He gets all the praise. He gets all the thanks. He is, gets all the glory. Because Jesus is the one who went to the cross. I didn't go to the cross. You didn't go to the cross. He's going to see the travail of his soul and the results of it and be satisfied. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords and our Jesus will be lifted to the highest place. And people, as I finish, 
People are not going to say, what a wonderful church. They're not going to say, what a wonderful person, a wonderful man, a wonderful woman. They're going to say, what a wonderful God. We can stand together, please. Why don't we just sing Spirit Breakout? Can you take us in Spirit Breakout? Hey, I'm off to the city now. If you can come and support our young people tonight, I know they'd appreciate it. They'd love that. It would be fantastic. Great to see you all. You're a fantastic people, fantastic church. And hey, it's my prayer that you'll just go into this next dimension and start to see God do some amazing and wonderful things. When you do, please send us your testimonies. We're waiting to hear it. God bless you all. We'll see you again. Hopefully tonight. Take care.